SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and if you would like to join the discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask at SWATradio.com. And if you are listening to the podcast because you missed us live, you can also send us your questions on Facebook or Twitter at SWAT Radio Talk is the handle that is at SWAT Radio Talk. If you are just joining us or new to the program, SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And in the first segment of the day, we generally talk about the news of the day, what's kind of been going on. And here locally in Jacksonville, I don't know if you heard this, Doug, but uh, the mayor has extended the mask mandate another month that was set to expire, and he decided to uh, extend that. And uh, in similar news, I was reading on the way over here, that uh, in San Francisco, the mayor has decried that as far as churches meeting, there is a one-person limit uh, <laughs> yeah, to meeting. Like, I, this is, uh, you know, what, six months into the, but, the lockdowns and stuff and still going strong. But 100 apparently. people can crowd into Target out yeah. there. Mm-hmm. There's no limit on the number of people in a Target or a Walmart, yeah. um, which is just crazy to me. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't understand that that process of thinking um i know this i just had to go do an eye test Mm. and i had to go to the doctor and i was doing the eye test i put my glasses on i kept fogging up because Mm -hmm. i'm blowing in the you know breathing in the mask and uh i'm bumping into stuff with the mask you can't see very well you know and it's just like it really complicates your day if you have to wear a mask everywhere i can't imagine as a teacher having to wear a mask all around you know wherever you go in the school whatever you're doing or as a doctor whatever mm-hmm. i mean everybody's who is around people restaurant workers all that you know because i i was just bumping into stuff in the office i mean yeah. in this office just because i didn't know where places things were but I can't imagine being a, in a restaurant working back in the kitchen with hot grease or something, mm-hmm. wearing yeah, a right. mask and not being able to see. So, yeah, it just really complicates things a lot to do that. But And it's, uh, statistically speaking, as far as the data is concerned, not helpful in stopping the spread. So, you know, it's uh, questionable why we still have the mandate in place, in my opinion. Well, I think, like I said, I think we're going to have it uh, for a Probably a little while longer. I think uh, we're going to have it until the American people say we're, we're done with this. I think that's how long <laughs> it's going to be. Well, um, you know, Wayne Grudem just did a, uh, he just did a webinar and um, he, you know, he talks, uh, uh, he was talking specifically about the election. Let's, the most significant event right now for most people in this country is the fact that in a month, Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to elect an, a new president. We'll elect um, possi- a new Congress or new Senate, even though some are not up for reelection. Yeah. It could change. Mm-hmm. And as believers, you know, he addresses the moral and spiritual issues and specifically looking at parties 
not people, but the parties and what the parties represent. And um, it doesn't mean that there's not some people who are part of a party that maybe don't buy into the party line. Yeah. In fact, I've heard people disagree on both sides. Mm-hmm. There are Republican senators and congressmen who don't believe, you know, don't agree with the Republican platform. All, all of it, yeah. Because we're all flawed. We're all, you know, we have flaws, and all. there's no perfect platform. Mm-hmm. There's no perfect person, right? Except for Jesus, but he brings out the significant policy differences between the two different major parties in our country. He doesn't get into independence. He talks specifically about democratic platform issues and Republican platform issues. And, you know, he says perhaps at any time in American history, except for the civil war, there've never been more significant policy differences than there are right now between the two parties. Yeah. And, um, when you talk about the constitution, a one party believes that it is the constitution of our country is a living document mm-hmm. uh, that changes the meaning according to the changes of society. In other words, as society evolves, then the principles, a part of that document evolve as well. But the other party doesn't believe that they believe the constitution has a fixed meaning in its original public meaning, what the words meant when it was adopted, those principles carry throughout time is what mm-hmm. the originalists believe. In fact, that's a big issue with uh, Judge Amy Coney Barrett is a, a lot of people in one party believe that that her views as a originalist would be detrimental to their views as a progressive um a living view of the constitution does that make sense Mm -hmm. Uh, a lot of times we throw labels out like republican and democrat instead of looking at issues and as soon as you use a label what happens is people automatically go to uh just a wall goes up and they don't want to hear about the issues but this is a significant issue what our founding fathers intended if I, i i dare say that if our founding fathers were alive today and could view everything going on and what people are claiming they meant, they would be rolling over in their graves because yeah, I think if they were alive today, they would have started a, a, a revolution. You well, know, they would have yeah, been they, fighting. Yeah. And, and so, because we've departed and a lot of that is a living document view that has been doing that. Another, um, um, argument that he brought up was or our difference was the freedom of religion and i'm sharing these because you know we get on here and i admit there's times that but because of my background i'm a law enforcement officer i was a military guy i grew up in the south with strong traditional values Mm -hmm. what i would call conservative values that that sometimes my experiences cause me to throw up walls that i don't really want to throw up walls because my primary loyalty is not to a party yeah it's to jesus my primary loyalty is to god and his word now we can disagree about how that word looks lived out Mm -hmm. in policy and and we can still love each other and i share this all the time that he took you know, a Levi, the tax collector and Simon, the zealot said, okay, boys, you're going to get along. Yeah. 
you're going to be in this group. And in any other realm back then, they would have killed each other. Mm-hmm. And so, so we can have these discussions. And, and Wayne Grudem is a really good professor of theology where he's very balanced. I don't agree with him in everything um, because he's human and he's wrong or I'm wrong. You know, none of us have a corner on the truth, Yeah. but he has been very faithful over the years and, and, and saying things. And, and he clearly said, you know, I am a staunch supporter of the right to life. I'm a staunch supporter of an originalist view of the constitution. And I'm a staunch supporter of the freedom of religion. And what that means is different things to different people. Because when somebody who uh, tends to have more of one party's view, which just for the sake of argument, we would say a more liberal view, Mm -hmm. uh, they view the freedom of religion, um, as being freedom from religion. Yeah. And it's, it tends to be more secular. In other words, uh, at this one party's platform, uh, when they had their convention, one caucus, they put, uh, they took in God out of the pledge of allegiance. Mm -hmm. Now, why would you do that? Well, because they want freedom from religion in public places, government events, schools, school buildings, parks, sports, and the First Amendment to them means government should not favor all religions, uh, even favor all religions in general. Um, freedom of conscience must be nullified if it stands in the way of supporting abortion, you know, causing drugs, contraceptives, saying, uh, you know, all those things. But the other party believes in their platform. This is platform. This isn't people mm-hmm. that. Freedom of religion means individuals should be free to express their beliefs in a public place. First Amendment means government shouldn't establish an official national church. Well, it used to be when the originalists were here, the original signers of the Constitution, they didn't want one God-believing denomination to say everybody had to be Presbyterians or everybody had to be Baptists. They didn't mean when they wrote it that that you should be able to be a Satanist. That was mm-hmm. not their intent. They, in the very document that they created, said that we are we are created in the image of God. We're you know endowed by our Creator with all these inalienable rights. And so uh, the conservative view says that the government shouldn't force people to violate their conscience over moral issues like abortion, contraception. And that's a big difference. And and we're probably going to hear some of these issues debated tonight. Uh, abortion. The, the one platform says that laws should protect a woman's right to abort on demand throughout entire pregnancy. They've, they've been very overt about saying that. Mm-hmm. Only judges who agree with this side should be confirmed as a federal judge, as a Supreme Court judge. The other platform believes law should protect the life of the unborn throughout pregnancy. Judges should not create new laws. 
but should leave this to be decided by elected representatives of the people. And a judge is elected by merit, not by ideology. Yeah. So anyway, when we come back, I, I, I do want to go over a couple more things and we're going to end our study of Hebrews today because I think it's important for people to kind of consider these things. All right. We'll be right back. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. Look down from a broken sky Stopped by the city lights My world from a mile high Best seat in the house tonight Touchdown in the cold black top Hold on for the sudden stop Breathing the familiar shock Of confusion and chaos All those people Going somewhere Why have I never cared? Give me your eyes for just one second Give me your eyes so I can see Everything that I keep missing Give me your love for humanity Give me your arms for the broken hearted The ones that are far beyond my reach Give me your heart for the ones forgotten Give me your eyes so I can see Yeah 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 Step out on a busy street See a girl in our eyes meet Does her best to smile at me To hide what's underneath There's a man just to right Black suit and a bright red tie Too ashamed to tell his That is Give Me Your Eyes by Brandon Heath Welcome back to SWAT Radio SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth And if you are just joining us um, We have been talking about the news of the day um, particularly with the debates coming up, uh, we've been looking a little bit at uh, each party's platform, um, not focusing on individuals, just what uh, they, the platforms say that they uh, stand for. And, obviously- and all this, anybody can go and you can look at the platform of each party and you can see what they stand for. So this is, but, but I do want to uh, make a comment uh, about, um, about these issues. There are Bible verses that that kind of deal with some of these issues, especially the issue of life 
an abortion or even same-sex marriage, which is another we didn't get into. You know, uh, one party that, that would have a more uh, liberal view of this uh, would believe they, they've clearly come out that the government should recognize and promote same-sex marriage and not only promote it but protect it. And uh, federal courts declare any view other than that unconstitutional. Even state constitutional amendments such as Proposition 8 in California, which was nullified because of the federal. So speaking against that view is considered hate speech. By the, That's what that particular party is putting forth. Mm-hmm. Now, the other party is putting forth that government should preserve marriage between one man and a woman. The definition of, definition of marriage should be decided by the will of the people through their elected representatives and referendums not by unelected unaccountable judges and that goes back to in the past you had basically four that you would consider liberal justices ginsburg Breyer, sotomayor and kagan they pretty much would vote and and you know ginsburg as she got older she was very outspoken about her views but again she disagreed with scalia but they had a good friendship mm-hmm and and I think we can disagree about these things, but I think it's important to understand and not try to snow anybody or tell anybody that this isn't what this party believes or this other party doesn't believe this. Listen, they're all flawed. Both yeah. parties have flaws in their platforms as well. What I'm trying to point out here is there are significant differences in party platforms. So you may like a person or not like a person. The person isn't the issue as much as the platform they they stand with. Yeah, the person is the issue as far as if you think they're going to uphold that platform. Yeah, exactly, or, not, or, or, or they're not. And so um, one party says that the um, president should be free not to enforce laws he disagrees with. Uh, the other says the president should enforce the laws passed by Congress and side in. But that should be uh, that should be both ways. That shouldn't be just when somebody's in power or not in power. Uh, one believes in more government regulation and control. The other party believes in more individual pr- freedom within limits. Like you can't just go out and kill people or do yeah. you know what you want to do. Freedom always has limits. You know, people talk about personal freedom, but they don't give you the freedom to express your views. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. you'll get your car keyed or other things happening. Um, that's why a lot of people... Uh, and one party aren't putting up stickers. I don't know if you know this. They don't put stickers up or yard signs. They're afraid people are going to. Why is that? They shouldn't be afraid of that. Yeah. Um, one more thing. Uh, get down to, uh, you know, one party believes that Israel, and they've on record, Israel should be condemned for all Palestinian death caused when it defended itself and should go back to its pre-1967 borders. Which is an indefensible yeah, order. Yeah, yeah. But the other party believes Israel has a right to exist and to defend itself within its current borders. The root of the Arab-Israeli conflict is 1947 refusal of the Palestinians to accept the U.N. resolution calling for independent Palestinian state and continuing refusal to accept Israel's right to exist. They don't want to accept that. And so those are just some party differences and the idea of when you go in to vote which we're going to do in a month um 
we sometimes we have to choose the lesser of two evils. I mean, nobody's perfect, and we may not like a candidate, but if that candidate will stand for a party platform that supports Christian values, I think it's important for us as believers to support that. And I would say, especially in the um, political climate, the cultural climate that we're in, which is, you know, some people have likened it to a civil war, a cold civil war, um, that, you know, you really got to take that into account. Uh, me personally, I've never voted for a major party. You know, I've always wrote in or voted, uh, you know, third party or something. Um, but that's going to be different in this election because of where we're at as a society. And, I, I you know, I personally feel like we're at a, a make or break uh, for the country as far as remaining unified. Well, well, and I think it's really important that today in our current climate that we're in right now, you re- you are really voting for a party mm. more than a candidate. Yeah. Because in our current political system, every vote for every candidate is a, more a vote for the party than the candidate because laws aren't passed by individuals. Only one political party. Only one. Under the leadership of that party's elected official. So Americans are going to have to choose which party best represents their views and vote for the candidates in that party and you know but i i said earlier it was a it was sometimes we have to choose the lesser of two evils we really shouldn't even think of it that way because one party's positions tend to um show that they are not evil positions Mm -hmm. they they protect the rule of law they protect freedom of religion life liberty uh, good education physical responsibility um you know they, they want to protect freedom in other nations who depend on us, including Israel. So rulers who are making policy regarding those issues and those choices aren't doing evil. They're doing what Romans 13, 4 says, which is they are God's servant for our good. Mm-hmm. But that other party's platform that promotes abortion on demand, even up to the day almost of birth, yeah, well, that promotes protection of homosexuality um, that promotes uh, really um, uh, no freedom of religion. They want to shut down religious speech as it relates to other issues. It promotes lawlessness as well. Exactly. So those things are are things that we as believers need to be praying about. Again, neither party's perfect. They all have flaws. But as it relates to life, as it relates to the protection of life. In fact, I was just reading this morning or this uh, uh, this afternoon, there was a lady who was shot, who was pregnant, and the baby died. Yeah, I saw that. Do you know that guy can be charged with murder because he killed the unborn baby inside her? Yep. And yet a doctor could have done the same thing without being charged. Mm-hmm. There's a problem with that. It doesn't matter whose the choice is. Murder is murder. That's intellectually inconsistent. Yeah, it's not consistent. So... As we think about these things and the fact that, you know, we're going to watch tonight two candidates get up, remember who they represent, what they represent, and and what your vote is really for. Uh, not just in them, but other elected officials, too, who are running. So I just uh, think we all need to pray. And regardless of who you vote for, and regardless of how you feel, on November 4th, or fifth or sixth, whatever, when we figure it out. Yeah. 
we're going to have to come together as a country and and the church needs to model what it means to love one another even though we're not like one another because really at the heart level we are yeah like one another yeah, and i think that the church if it's not I, I well i don't know if the country will do that but it's definitely not going to do that if the church is not able to model that yeah you know what i mean and like you talked about uh, a few days ago that there's people in the church right now calling for um basically breaking up your family you know not letting your kids see their grandkids because you believe, disagree politically yeah. um so that's that's something that the church can't uh be doing in my opinion i think you know got to be showing that radical uh love towards one another um because the country's not going to do that on its own so how, so how do we operate you know how do we watch tonight the debate if you're going to watch it how do we engage with other people um and talk about our country and how we can be influences as believers well we do it by faith mm. we do it by trusting in the one true living god and we do it by demonstrating what that trust looks like and as we as we get into Hebrews today, we're in chapter 11, the, the faith chapter, and I asked these questions yesterday, and as we go into the third segment, I want to remind you of them. How or where are we following God, the one true living God, in such a way that that it shows faith? I mean, it's easy to say we follow God if we control everything. Oh, I follow God, and we just he's an add-on to our life. He, he wants to lead us like a shepherd leads sheep. And how do other people see our faith? I, would we be convicted if they popped into your apartment, Taylor, and they arrested you on charges of following the one true living God? Would there be enough people around you to witness? Well, yeah, he really does follow the one true living God. He doesn't just say it. He does it. Because I, I think that's... That's something that we struggle with in this country. We tend to operate by sight, not Mm -hmm. by faith. And so when we come back, we're going to look at the motivation for our faith today. All right. And continue this process through Hebrews 11. All right. So stick with us. We will be back with more after the news. We'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsors, Ace Door and Window, as well as a special thanks to our sponsors, Tom Neal Trucking and Jeff Andrews of Highway to Eternity Ministries. If you would like to sponsor the program, please email us at Doug at SWATradio.com. That's Doug at SWATradio.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. At SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That is at SWAT Radio Talk. And you can download our SWAT app in the App Store, as well as find us on wherever you listen to your podcasts by searching SWAT Radio We'd like to give a shout-out to our listeners listening in Virginia, listening at the Lighthouse, as well as in Meridian, Mississippi, listening on WMER, and those of you listening here locally. uh, You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles, if you've been hearing the same old voice of the same old lies If you're trying to feel the same old holes inside There's a better life There's a better life If you got pain He's a pain taker If you feel lost He's a way maker 
with Chainbreaker. If you are just joining us, we are going to be talking about Hebrews uh, chapter 11, the Hall of Faith uh, chapter. And before that, we were talking about uh, a little bit of the news of the day, kind of the uh, uh, looking at both of the parties that we're going to be voting for uh, next month and looking at their platform. If you missed any of that, you can check us out on podcast by searching SWAT radio if you would like to hear uh, about that. Um, but as I said, we have been going through Hebrews this week, uh, and so we're going to be continuing that uh, with Hebrews chapter 11. Yeah, and we um, we're actually talked about the author of our faith uh, in verses 1 through 4 yesterday of chapter 11. Hebrews 11 is known as the Hall of Fame of Faith. The writer, what he's doing is he's laying out this case that, you know, this is our history of faith. These are the people our forefathers that passed it down from person to person, generation to generation, don't be people that buy into the corrupted work your way into God's presence mentality. That's that's what a lot of the people wanting to go back and do. That group remember we talked about Hebrews being written to a group of people that's made up of three subgroups. One group is all in, their hearts have been changed and regenerate by the Holy Spirit. And one group is only intellectually bought in, and their hearts have not been changed. And they're going back to the Jewish sacrificial system, and the third group is still trying to figure it out. So we, we he gave five warnings in the book. We've covered four of them. One in chapter two, don't drift from the message. Keep coming back to the gospel. Chapter three is the second warning, is don't harden your heart. Let your heart be soft. Look at what God's done for us. Look at how he's acted in our in our life and in our behalf and let your heart be soft to his message and group uh, and then the third warning is in chapter five and six don't waver back and forth do you know don't neglect this salvation that has been given to you don't try to walk with the the old system and jesus what we do we don't have an old system we work with the world we try to walk with the world and jesus and he says no don't waver and then we saw the fourth warning in chapter 10 he says don't be an apostate and so then he goes into chapter 11 and he deals with the author of our faith which is god revealed not man earned or created and we looked at that yesterday and uh, he used the example of abel and we talked about how Abel brought God's sacrifice, what God said, and Cain didn't. Cain brought what he wanted to bring, the work of the ground. He brought the work of the ground, his works from earth to try to earn God's favor. And God said, no, that's not what I decreed. 
In Leviticus 17, 11, he said, it's the blood that makes atonement. And so we see that uh, faith is God revealed, not earned or created. And today we're looking at uh, chapter 11, 5 and 6 to seek to know him, actually 5, 6 and 7, the motivation for our faith and the demonstration of our faith in, in verses 5, 6 and 7. And the motivation for our faith is to seek to know him not just to know about him, like so many people view that as faith, just to know about him. And then the demonstration of our faith is putting then that faith on display to the pagan world around us. And that's what Noah did. The first example is Enoch, and we're going to look at him over in Genesis 5. And I'm just going to kind of tell his story. But I want you to read Hebrews 11, verses 5, 6, and 7 as we continue this journey through this Hall of Fame of Faith, uh, looking at the motivation of our faith and the demonstration of our faith. All right. By faith, Enoch was taken up so that he should not see death, and he was not found because God had taken him. Now before he was taken up, he was commended as having pleased God, and without faith it is impossible to please him, for whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists, and that he rewards those who seek him. By faith, Noah, being warned by God uh, concerning events as yet seen, in reverent fear, constructed an ark for the saving of his household. By this, he uh, condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. So he starts in verse 5 with Enoch, by faith, and by the way, the word faith appears 26 times in this chapter, and it's the Greek word pistis, which means a belief that produces an action. And it says, by faith, Enoch was taken up so that he should not see death. To read that story, you got to go back to Genesis chapter 5, verses 21 through 20, or 32, and, and it's one of those chapters, Taylor, where um, God is saying, and, and this guy lived this many years and he mm-hmm. had a child, then he lived another sort of years and he died. And so he goes down from Adam to Seth to um, Jared or another. He just goes through this list of names till he gets to Enoch. And it says, and Enoch lived 65 years and had a son named Methuselah. Now, a lot of people have heard the phrase, you're as old as Methuselah. Well, Methuselah was the oldest living recorded human in history, 969 years old. And it says, and when he had Methuselah, he lived another 300 years, and it doesn't say he died for the first time. It says, and God took him. And it says he walked with God, and God took him. And he gives a commentary, Moses does, back in Genesis under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And if you go back and you look at the Greek version of the Old Testament, it's called the Septuagint. And the Greek phrase, he walked with God, is the exact same phrase used in the Greek and Hebrew over in chapter 11 where it says, it says, having pleased God. So walking with God is the same thing as pleasing God. Walking with God means intimacy with God, knowing him in the way a husband knows a wife. Uh, sexually intimate, being one with. That's what it means to know. And so as we listen to what God's Word says, we have to ask the question, do I really know Him or do I just know about Him? 
I think far too many people are satisfied with just knowing about him and not knowing him. And the, the crazy thing about Enoch is Enoch had Methuselah. Enoch walked with God. So what do you think he taught Methuselah? You think he taught Methuselah what it meant to walk with God? Of course he did. Yeah. And Methuselah, when he lived to be 187 years old, had a son named Lamech. Do you think? And guess who was still alive then? Methuselah. Yeah, yeah. Methuselah was alive when Lamech was 182, and he had a son named Noah. And and then when Noah was there, Methuselah was around, Lamech was around. And you think they heard about the fact that God took Enoch? Mm -hmm. Do you think uh, Methuselah said, man, you know, I'm hoping God will take me, (laughs) you know, because death had to be sad for people then, just like it is for us today. But God took Enoch off the face of the earth, and it makes the statement he took him he didn't die to show the people there was a reason for that. He walked with God, and God did not allow him to experience death the way everybody else did. So surely Methuselah would have told Lamech. Methuselah would have told Noah. And guess who else he would have told? He was around when Shem, Ham, and Jepheth, Noah's kids, were there. So Methuselah would have told those people all along. And, And what we see in that is this motivation for our faith is intimacy with God. That's why we have faith in God to know we want to know him. When we read the Bible, are we reading it to learn information about, or are we reading it so we know him better, so we know how to relate to him, how to talk to him, how to hear from him? That's what our purpose is, to know him, not just to know about him. And so Shem learned from Methuselah, who heard it from Adam. By the way, Adam was still around, too. Even though Enoch had been taken, guess who was still around? Adam. Mm. How think about that for a second. So mm. Adam would have passed it on to Methuselah and then Shem would have passed it on to Abram and Isaac mm. because Shem was alive after the flood. So what happens is we see the flood coming on the scene after you know all these names are mentioned and then over in Genesis chapter 6, 7, 8 and 9 We see this guy named Noah, and you know what it says about Noah? It says Noah walked with God. Where did he learn to walk with God? Because Methuselah would have taught him what it meant to walk with God. And what does it mean to walk with God? Twice it says Noah did all that God commanded him. And just like Jesus says in the New Testament, if you love me, you will obey my commandments. Because that shows that you trust. That's that belief put into action. And that's the demonstration of our faith, is putting God on display to the pagan world around us. And what he, what he says over here, this writer in, in Hebrews 7, it says, By faith, Noah being warned by God, made an ark. And then it says this. It's really interesting. It says, He condemned the world and became an heir of righteousness. How did Noah condemn the world? Because he's building an ark and people are going, what are you doing? He's building a three-story boat. Mm. What are you doing? Oh, God's going to destroy the world because we're so wicked. But if you repent, you can be saved. And yeah, right, Noah. Right. You're crazy. You're out of your mind. 
the same way they talk about Amy Coney Barrett being wacko because of her faith. People talked about Noah being wacko because of his faith. But Methuselah was right there to put his hand on his shoulder and say, it's okay, Noah. Just keep doing what God says to do. Walk with God. And when we come back, we're going to kind of finish that up and tie it up. All right, so we will be back with more after the break. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.acedoor.com. Look down from a broken sky Traced out by the city lights My world from a mile high Best seat in the house tonight Touchdown in the cold black top Hold on for the sudden stop Breathing the familiar shock of confusion and chaos All those people going somewhere Why have I never cared? Give me your eyes for just one second Give me your eyes so I can see Everything that I keep missing Give me your love for humanity Give me your arms with the broken hearted The ones that are far beyond my reach Give me your heart for the ones forgotten Give me your eyes so I can see Yeah 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 Step out on a busy street See a girl in our eyes meet does the best to smile at me To hide what's underneath There's a man just to right Black suit and a bright red tie Too ashamed to tell his That is Give Me Your Eyes by Brandon Heath Welcome back to SWAT Radio If you are just joining us We have been uh, going through Hebrews Starting uh, in chapter Well, we're in chapter 11 now And we're looking at verses 5 through 7 Um and talking about uh, the acts of faith by the people mentioned in that chapter, uh, or in, the, in those verses, excuse me. Uh, if you would like to join us in this discussion, or if you have any questions uh, about what we've talked about so far, you can call us at one eight four four seven 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 nine two eight. That's one eight four four triple seven SWAT. Or if you are shy of having your voice on the radio, you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That is ask at SWATradio.com. We would love to have you call in and answer any questions you have or just um, have you be part of the discussion. Well, 
Taylor, you know, one of the things that was really interesting about Methuselah's name, his name meant a man let go or a or man shot out, a man who's mm. a weapon. And it really conveyed judgment. Mm. Methuselah's name really conveyed judgment. And he died the year of the flood. Wow. God's judgment on the world. He most likely trained Lamech, Noah, and Shem. As the in the in the Jewish culture, the community was called the Betav, the B-E-T-A-V. That's the house of the father. Mm. And usually the oldest male relative had responsibility for the spiritual and and financial oversight of the whole group. Mm. Very communal in the way they lived. And so um, Methuselah would have shared about Enoch. Yeah. He would have shared, you know, about his dad, what his dad had shared about walking with God. And, you know, I was sharing this the other day. You know, Adam would have shared with Methuselah what it was like to walk with God before the fall. Yeah. Adam is the only human other than Eve. Adam and Eve, they walked with God in intimacy before sin. They, they knew what it was like to be perfect. They knew what it was like to live with God in intimacy before sin. Yeah. And then what it was like after, you know, and what it was like to have God cover you. Yeah. And And so they would have passed that on to Methuselah and to Enoch and all their other kids. And, you know, think about it, it, that we have our word of God today, the Bible that we have today, the first five books, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy was written by Moses. Mm -hmm. Well, how did Moses know what happened with Adam? How did Moses know? Because you have... Methuselah, who heard it from Adam mm-hmm. and his father, Enoch, who passed it on to Shem, the son of Noah, who passed it on to Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, mm-hmm. and it just kept being passed on, and then Moses. And so what the writer's doing here in this chapter, chapter 11, is he's starting back at creation. He says, God spoke at the unseen, spoke the seen into existence, and he starts with Abel, where faith is really demonstrated by being obedient to God's command of how we sacrifice, the importance of sacrifice. And then he goes, and he's covering Genesis right now. He's covering the first book of the Bible, and he's yeah. talking about the, the, the early fathers of mankind. And then he goes to Noah. And, and tomorrow we're going to get into Abraham. He's going to get into verses, you know, uh, 8 through 16, and he's going to talk about Abraham, the first of the patriarchs, really. And we're going to see Abraham and and what faith really, it looks like the, the process and journey of our faith is demonstrated in this guy named Abram who came out of Ur of the Chaldeans. And so we'll see that. But the writer's really laying out the history of, of faith being demonstrated in every one of these cases it was demonstrated it was demonstrated in abel because he was obedient Mm -hmm. and enoch because it says he walked with god which is equal to what we said that equals uh pleasing god 
it's it's obedience and Enoch passed it on and we see it in the life of Noah building a boat preserving mankind twice it says he did all God commanded it said he walked with God and I can honestly say until I got really into teaching this and started studying I never thought about the connection of Methuselah and Adam to Shem after the flood you know, we just kind of forget about the connection of lives. Yeah. And so what's the application for us? Well, who are we sharing and demonstrating what it means to walk with the one true living God with? Who are we? Are we, are we I mean, I know we teach our kids about God, but are we modeling for them what it means to know him and not just know about him? Are we putting them on display to a pagan culture around us? You know, are are we really revealing that we are people of the one true God? Uh, that's what it boils down to. That's been our purpose from the beginning, to reveal after the Tower of Babel, and we're going to see that, um, you know, when we get into uh, Abraham tomorrow. Remember, after the flood, what happened? mankind came together and said man we're gonna build this big tower and we're gonna build it all the way to heaven and there'll be nothing we can't do and it says god divided everybody up languages and people and they they went everywhere and god says i'm gonna pick a person and he picks this guy named abram and that's really what we're gonna look at tomorrow when Mm -hmm. we come back so that's uh you know it's interesting when you talk about uh, like like you're talking about with Adam and stuff, and, and it, it makes me think of uh, there's been talk about, you know, us personally, like uh, where we're at now, like our memories mm-hmm. and how they're attached to, like, the people we know and kind of the oldest person you know, their living memory is kind of uh, more impactful to you, like, so up to that point, which they can remember. And so it's interesting, you know, like all the way up to Noah, his living memory would have stretched, you know, back to adam almost and so that type of knowledge and depth that you would be able to cultivate about learning and knowing things is so much deeper than ours one but it you know it it would have had to been real impactful Mm -hmm. you know for him to be able to relate in a small way by you know second hand third hand uh with god's original intent you know yeah well is your grandfather alive Mm mm-hmm does he tell you about life? Do you ever talk to him about what life was like with his, him growing up? Yeah, I've actually interviewed him and my grandma a few times. Got it on, uh, I've recorded it, and I'm like planning, like writing it out and stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. But, okay, so think about that. I mean, isn't it awesome to sit and hear them talk about life? It's yeah. very different than life for us. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, we only span, what, uh, maybe 80 years with mm-hmm. him? Think about this. From Adam. Yeah. All the way down to to Shem, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, hundreds of years, yeah, have gone by, and and so just to hear the stories, not through three four generations, but heard Methuselah heard it from, from Adam, yeah, uh-huh. and he shares with Shem. So that's not, and it's authenticated by Lamech and authenticated by Noah. Because they would have told it, so everybody's talking about it. Think about all the people talking about how it happened and affirming how it happened, yeah. and then Shem being the one transmitting that to Abraham. And yeah. it's just it's fascinating, isn't it, to think about? 
Yeah, and that's something that's always uh, kind of stuck with me uh, reading, um, you know, the, those chapters where it talks about the lifespan. And then just it, it's, uh, you know, and that, well, I guess that leads you down to a whole nother uh, row of how we don't really respect our elders too much in society anymore. But how you there's think? so much. <laughs> you yeah, think? But how there's so much, uh, if you're willing to listen, that you can glean and learn from. And, you know, obviously at that time, uh, of the flood, the world was a wicked place. So there was a bunch of people who were not taking advantage of that wealth of knowledge that was was had at the time. And uh, you know, I guess that's a warning to us as individuals. Is, well, well, here's the thing: if if you're listening out there, when's the last time you really went to somebody, let's say fifteen, twenty years older than you, and just asked them to talk to you? about their own faith journey yeah what has god taught you in your life somebody who's a little further along with you in the faith and life you know tell me stories how have you seen god help you through tough times how has his word been helpful for you that's what they talked about yeah and and they pass that on and we talk about you know, other stuff more. I, I mean, pick well, whatever it is. And I we mean, also mostly talk to people that are our own age, you know, generationally. Uh, we don't really, we don't as generations, go, we don't cross talk. We don't go seek out the wisdom of our elders. And I think we miss out on something that way. Um, I'm so thankful for my mom and dad. My mom is 80. Well, see, she was born in 36, so she's 84. My dad's 87. And I'm so grateful for them just to talk to them and ask them about stuff i love hearing about my them sharing about life growing up and stuff so hey when we come back tomorrow we're going to talk about the journey of our faith with abraham don't forget thursday daryl harrison virgil walker of just thinking podcast you're you're not going to want to miss it we're going to talk about critical race theory yeah so make sure you tune in tomorrow and then tune in on thursday as well You've been listening to SWAT Radio. If you missed any of this program or would like to listen to past programs, please visit us at www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. Or you can listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio. And you can also download our SWAT app in the App Store. And you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That's at SWAT Radio Talk. Join us weekdays at 3 o'clock for more SWAT Radio. We'll see you then. If you missed a SWAT Radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT Radio is strengthening spiritual warriors.